to the Coaches View podcast, a podcast hosted by professional football coaches and analysts. For those of you who love to look at the game in microscopic detail, my name's Harry Brooks and I'm joined once again by the Welsh Wizard, my co-host Richard Webster. Hello Richard. That's uh, quite a good introduction mate. Welsh Wizard, I like that. How you doing mate? You alright? Yeah, I'm good mate. I'm good. I feel like we're getting closer and closer to normality. I'm, you know, I'm busy again, which is brilliant. Yeah, football's uh, football's on its way back, mate. We're getting there slowly, slowly. We've started group sessions already, which is great. Yeah, social distancing. Yeah, social distancing group uh, sessions, of course. As per the guidelines, yeah. But we're creeping back to to, to football. Um, and obviously, in in lots lots of the countries around Europe, we're already there. So we've been talking a lot about the Bundesliga recently, and um, it's going to be another interesting uh, interesting episode where we uh, do a bit of a deep dive into the uh, into the Bundesliga and some of the young talents there. Yeah, so you've already alluded to it. We might as well get straight back, um, straight into it. Today's episode is going to be focused on, well, myself and Richard are going to create a team. And the team is a Bundesliga side made up of the best under-23 talents. But there is a catch. We are only allowed to pick a maximum of two players per club. So we can't just fill the team out with stars from Borussia Dortmund and Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen, etc. We have to pick a maximum of two from each club. So it's a bit of a challenge, but to be fair, we have spoken recently a lot, haven't we, about how, you know, the Bundesliga is full of wonder kids. So I think we're going to come up with a pretty good team, aren't we? Well, I really enjoyed it, man. I really enjoyed looking at this and uh, and going through it. And the challenge of, of having only two players from each or from one team, no more than two players, made it more interesting because otherwise you could go crazy with the top two. Uh, Dortmund in particular, loads of young talent knocking around there, and, and even Leipzig. I mean, Leipzig. We had to. You, you'll see when we when we go through it. But there was quite a few, um, quite a few contentious points. But um, yeah, I think it backs up. It backs up what we were saying the other day about the, the depth of young talent in the league, and uh, uh, certainly backs up my belief that the Bundesliga is a go-to place for for top young talent in football right now. Yes, and we have had to miss out some pretty big talent, um, but. Looking at the team we've made, I think is a pretty strong team, and and um, let's get straight into it. So we wanted to create this team. Um, we thought we'd just go for a formation that many um, teams use nowadays, a, a four-three-three. That's probably what the majority of uh, major teams deploy. Um, so the first position, of course, is the goalkeeper, and there wasn't really much argument with this one, was there, Richards? Um, we went for Alexander Nubel in goal. Yeah, which I, I, I think is, um, he's only just, I think he's almost 24, so he just about gets in there. As a just about gets in, yeah, yeah. Under 23, but we are we are including 23-year-olds um, just to make yeah. our life a bit easier. Yeah, for sure. Um, I don't think there's too many complaints about this guy. Um, yeah, he's be, he was bossing it for Schalke uh, for the last couple of seasons. He, he's, you know, playing a number one position for a top club. Um, and he's just he's just agreed to join uh, the Giants of Bayern Munich, uh, which I find a bit of a shame. I find that a bit of a shame because I don't envisage you know Bayern Munich uh, dropping Manuel Neuer anytime soon. And I just think that Alexander Nubel is a, is a keeper that should be playing first team football for a major European club for well for for the rest of his well for for the next decade or so. So. I do yeah, question he's looking that at move. It, he's, he's probably looking at it from a traditional point of view, mate. Um, traditionally, Schal- Schalke uh, is an incredible club for um, producing top talents. So obviously, Goretzka came from there. Manuel Neuer, you've just alluded to. Uh, there's, a, there's a long list of players who've come from the Schalke 
um, uh, uh, youth youth academy or have or have made their name at Schalke and they moved on to bigger things. Uh, and they're also uh, they've got quite a reputation for losing them for nothing as well, which is probably <laughs> probably tells you a little bit about why they are where they are. But um, he's probably looking at Manuel Neuer and thinking that he can do the same. Uh, you know, he won't go on forever and ever, Manuel Neuer. So why can't he go be his understudy for a season or two and then um, and then take the position? And I think it might be a, it might be a smart move. Don't forget, twenty three for a goalkeeper is incredibly young. Um, they, they're not uh, not expecting to be um, on top of their game for for a good few seasons yet, or reaching their peak for a good few seasons. And and he might be looking at it and thinking, well, who better to learn from than uh, you know a, a goalkeeper of a generation like Manuel Neuer? Well, perhaps he could maybe, you know, maybe Bayern Munich could choose to send him on loan for the next year or two. I don't, maybe that could be a possibility, in which case that it would be a great move. As, as long as he's playing first-team football, you know, as I said, for the next decade or so, then um, then I don't have too much of an issue. Um, talking a bit about his qualities, um, I think that there's, you see a lot of young goalkeepers that are very, very talented, but there's always that air of um, being erratic around them um, with young goalkeepers. Even though Nubel's 23, I don't get that vibe from him. He's, he's a very safe, steady pair of hands. Um, talking a bit more about his you know, qualities, he's, he's a very athletic goalkeeper. He's dominating. Um, he really is, actually. He does remind me a lot of a young Manuel Neuer. Very confident, but yeah. he doesn't really make me nervous. Um, believe it or not, he actually used to play as a forward until under 14s. So that goes to show, you know, that there's the reason why he's probably... Um, you know, uh, a replacement for Manuel Neuer in the future. That he's uh, good with his feet, just like uh, like the German legends. But um, he's a fantastic goalkeeper. And again, that's that's the thing for me that separates him from a lot of other young goalkeepers. Is that I don't feel any sense of you know him being erratic and and putting people on edge. He's he's very secure, influence, very athletic. He's he's very good at um, reacting to shots and reacting. And um, he's got a very strong hand to push the ball away from danger. You see a lot of keepers nowadays, they make good saves, but you know often it can be pushed back into danger zones or not quite a strong hand. He's very, very good at diverting the ball away from danger. Um, you know, we're not keeper experts, but you know, he is a fantastic talent, isn't he? Well, I think I think you, you hit the nail on the head there and um, you're talking about his level-headedness and his calmness. And it, it goes to show that, um, you know, he's handed the captaincy at, uh, at Schalke. I think it was at, at the age of uh, 22, possibly. Um, so, so to be 22 years old and captain in Schalke is no mean feat. Um, this is, you know, it's a huge football club, but it's it, it's not just the size of the club and the fan base, and you know, it's quite an emotional football club. It, it's the it's the weight of expectation there as well. This is quite a hostile environment. Um, if 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 anybody's really into their German football, they'll know that that things when they don't go well at Schalke, uh, the fans are not are not uh, slow to let the team know. Um, and quite often, you know, you see the goalkeeper is they're going to take the brunt of the um, the brunt of the abuse, you know, having their back to the stand and and being the first uh, the first player that fans can lash out onto. So um, you've got to have pretty broad shoulders to captain uh, any top flight team at, the, at at a young age, and especially as a goalkeeper, I think. So yeah, that I think that speaks of his level headedness and his calmness, and I think that's one of the. One of the main attributes that people are looking for in goalkeepers now. He's a big lad as well, six foot four, um, really good with his feet. Like you said, he was an out, outfield player for for many years, um, up until 14s. So um, good with his feet, which you have to be nowadays. So yeah, I, I genuinely think there's a prospect of him um, being handed the 
the baton when Manuel Neuer descends to uh, hang up his gloves. Indeed, indeed. Hopefully it's just not too long and um, he continues to be a first-team player for um, until that happens. Uh, moving swiftly on, onto the right-back position. And if we're being honest, we both wanted, obviously, to get the standout player in this position, and that was Ashraf Hakimi. But we are only allowed two players per club. And um, I'm pretty sure you guys can guess the other two Dortmund players we picked. <laughs> but, um, so in that they case, we decided... Slightly to, further forward. Slightly further forward, yeah. But in that situation, we decided to go for another fantastic player, a different kind of profile as a right back, but we went for Nordi Mukele um, at RB Leipzig. Um, 22 years old, another young um, prospect at um, RB Leipzig. Um, very different profile to Hakimi, where Hakimi is a very dynamic fullback, um, likes to attack ahead of the ball and on the ball. Um, Mukele isn't as dynamic, but he's a very um, steady player, very controlling presence, very calming presence. Um, he's secure on the ball. He's dominant defensively. Um, you know, I, I think he's a fantastic prospect. Again, I don't think you can expect too much output from him in terms of um, attacking output. He's not someone that's going to regularly isolate his man 1v1 and then whipping dangerous balls from a variety of areas. But he's very good on the ball. Good athleticism. Again, like I've said, a very secure and controlled defender. Um, and a lot of potential. A lot of potential. Very good. Very good footballer. Yes, yeah, it's sort of a um, more of a steady Eddie than uh, Hakimi, like you said. Um, obviously, Hakimi's grabbing a lot of headlines right now, being a you know he's he's starring for a big club, and you know there's a lot of debate about what's going to happen with him next. But as Harry alluded to, we can only pick two from each of the each of the teams, so we had to bomb him out. And um, this is a really good uh, a really good backup. So I, I've got no complaints with it, and it is quite refreshing sometimes to see. Uh, a right back with some more of those traditional qualities um, because I, th I think uh, the game has changed a lot and um, we, ex we expect uh, thanks to players and not just thanks to Hakimi he's the, he's the latest in a long line but thanks to the way the game has changed the fullback position is seen as a very attacking position where players have to bomb up and down and, and create and score and I think Hakimi's got over five goals this season from right back numerous assists um, but yeah to see a, to see a, a young player who's just making his way in the game um, at another top club um, and being a bit more of a steady Eddie is quite refreshing as well. He's also, I think, in the sense of a modern-day fullback, um, I think a lot of managers now are looking for the kind of fullback and centre-back hybrids. So a lot of managers now, they like to play adaptable formations, adaptable systems, and Michele has proven he can be the right centre-back in a back three. He's proven he can be a right-back in a 4-4-2 or a more standard 4-4-2. Um, he's a very adaptable player, and I think a lot of managers now are looking towards those kind of players that can function in different roles. Um, so no, he, he's certainly one of those players, isn't he? No, most definitely, mate. And you can't, like you've just said it there, you can't overstate that being uh, such a big thing in football now. The adaptability to play different systems and different roles. If you've got that in your locker and you've done it from a young age, then um, it's only going to stand you in good stead. And it's a bit like we said about the goalkeeper, Nubel. It's that calmness and composure that stands out. Um, the ability to, to play three positions or two or three positions in different systems across the back line. Um, it's only gonna it's only gonna stand him in good stead when he gets a little bit older. And again, just like goalkeepers, you know, these are positions we're not expecting players to come into their prime until a little bit later. Yeah, indeed. Indeed. Moving on to the right side of centre back, it's a player that we've spoken about on our podcast previously. New to the Bundesliga, but we are both huge, huge fans of Edmund Tapsoba, 21 years old. 
and our first entry from the Bayer Leverkusen side. Um, we spoke about Tapsoba in previous podcasts. Um, he's got that rare trait that I personally look for in a centre-back. It's that uh, composed aggression. Um, very measured footballer, but very dominant. Um, provides security. Um, just an all-round centre-back that you would look for um, in a modern-day centre-back. He's, he's got so much quality to his game. He's he's secure on the ball. He's, he can play out from the back. He's got superb athleticism. He reads the game well. He brings an aura of calming presence um, to the rest of his back line. He's dominant, but not in a way that he's you know going to be rash. I, I don't expect him to be someone that's going to all of a sudden charge out from the back line and make a rash decision to, to try and win the ball. Um, his timing is excellent. He reads the game superbly. He's a special player that's going to go very far. And again, we don't like speaking too early about young players, but you do get a certain vibe from certain young players, don't you? And he's someone that I think is going to go very, very far. Oh, yeah, definitely. Um, I think he's a he's an old head on young shoulders or whatever the saying is. Um, really calm and composed at the back. I think he made his international debut at 17 years old. So again, it, it adds to the, uh, the old saying is if, if you're good enough, you're old enough. Um, and he just seems to be one of those players that when you watch him, you have no fear of him uh, doing silly or rash things that maybe young defenders do from time to time. He just, he just seems to be super calm, super composed, very good on the ball. Uh, he's happy to have the ball. He's often the top, uh, you know, his, his passing statistics are really, really high um, in terms of his accuracy and in terms of actually the amount of passes he plays, which, which shows you that they trust him with the ball. Uh, he often starts attacks. Um, well, that's a big thing, isn't it? Yeah. Because obviously, by Leverkusen, the way they play, they're very much about a team that looks to play out from the back and get the ball going forward. And, and they're risk takers. So for him to have such a good passing accuracy um, is all credit to him, isn't it? Yeah, I think so. And I think, he, look, the way that I've seen him play, he reminds me a little bit of, I would say, a much younger uh, Jerome Boateng. Okay, so, um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, when you see that composure and that stature as well, but also the, the, the fact that he's got that long diagonal, he's got the, the, the range in pass through midfield, uh, he's happy to be the one who launches the attack. Um, I think he just has this presence about him as well that... Um, that he spreads that confidence throughout the, the rest of the back line, which is an incredible thing to say about a player so young. Um, but I, I think he's the absolute real deal, yeah, for sure. For our left centre-back, I think a lot of people are going to be surprised that we've missed out a certain name. Um, we're going to talk about him a bit later. But for our left-sided centre-back, we've gone slightly off the cuff, and that is Evan Ndika um, from um, Frankfurt, a 20-year-old uh, Frenchman, um, who's got a lot of potential a lot of potential he probably hasn't quite had the the same kind of um, season as well just put his name out there Upamecano he hasn't played the same <laughs> amount of games yeah, but yeah. he is a talent nonetheless he's got a lot of potential um, another you know the French have produced an absolute ton of young ball playing centre backs that are athletic and, and have a lot of potential recently it's just that country seems to be raft of those kind of players um, from their production line and and Ndika is another one. Um, he's got a long stride, very athletic. Um, so he's very good at recovery tackles, very good at recovery interceptions. Um, he isn't that he isn't rash, which is you know again a, a trait that you can see from a lot of young centre backs that get a bit excitable. He isn't fantastic on the ball, but he isn't bad by any means. He, he's certainly not someone that rushes on the ball or or takes unnecessary risks. And and he's a young player, only twenty years old. Um, this again got a lot of potential and I'm, I'm a big fan of his he's only made 16 starts in the Bundesliga this season 
Um, but I see him potentially having a good career. Yeah, I, th- I, th- I for sure, mate. I think he's uh, he's not a bad shout. I mean, my personal, I would have we had a, a little back and forth about this. I would have liked to see Nuka Makano in there myself. Um, I understand that uh, we could, unfortunately, we a self-imposed rule. We could only have two players from uh, any one club. We've used up one spot from Leipzig with uh, Michele at right back. And you'll see later on, uh, we, we've used up another spot from Leipzig, so we couldn't have three players. And unfortunately, Upamakano um, missed out. But Dika is certainly not a bad player either. Um, another young one, like you say, coming through the French system. Uh, it's ridiculous the amount of players that they seem to... Um, they seem to produce. Um, I think it's uh, Decore is another one who was on our list potentially from Mönchengladbach, but he's just um, he's had a kind of a stop-start career with his injuries, but he's very highly rated as well. Um, they, they just keep producing these phenomenal youngsters, and Ndika's another one in that in that line. So, yeah, he's earned his spot, no doubt. Um, and let's 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 see how he goes on and, uh, and pushes on from here. Yeah, yeah, he's a long way to go for him, no doubt. Um, He's probably the least established name in terms of the players we've picked in our side. But um, again, you know, we've, we have picked an under-23 team, so we do have to appreciate that some of these players, it's also about the future and looking into the future if they're not necessarily um, putting up all the trees in a moment. But he is a good player. Yeah. He's had a good start to his career. I think if we were allowed uh, if we were allowed three players from each team, then definitely Upamakana would probably be in there ahead of Ndika. But that's the rule that we've gone with. So someone had to miss out. Um, I'm sure we'll get a lot of stick over that one. But um, yeah, that's that's the decision we've made. So Tapsoba and Andika is our central back pairing. And we're happy with it. Yep, indeed. Yep, indeed. Um, for our left back to complete the back four, um, I don't think there can going to be any arguments over this one. It's Alfonso Davis, 19-year-old at Bayern Munich. Uh, Rich, any arguments? No. Should we just move on? <laughs> Should we just move on? It's done. No one can argue with that. <laughs> uh, look, there is some competition, uh, but not in the under-23 category. So for players under the age of 23, um, left back, doing what he's doing, putting up the numbers that he's putting up, and the performances as well, showing the maturity and the impact in games. It's one thing to be able to compete at this level as a young player and do well. But we spoke earlier about uh, Newbell, you know, getting the, the captain's armband at a young age from Schalke. Um, Tapsoba being so dominant from Leverkusen at a young age, making his international debut at 17. These are the sort of things that mark you out. And Davies to play um, such a prominent role and such an impactful role for such a big club as Bayern Munich. Um, some people might think, oh, well, it's easier because, you know, Bayern Munich are a good team. He's surrounded by good players. But in many ways, that makes it more difficult. You've got to prove yourself uh every single day you've got to prove you earn that shirt um you know you know you're not in the Bayern Munich uh, team on um on goodwill it's on merit so he's he's in there because he he deserves to be and he's earned it um and then he's his performances uh over this season have just been incredible really so he's really he's really not I wouldn't say burst onto the scene because obviously he was, you know people have known about him for a little while but he's really pushed on this year and just shown what a what an absolute, um, you know, unbelievable talent that he is. That I think we we all expect him to to have quite a fantastic career for a good few years to come. Well, of course, he didn't start out first team football as a left back. Um, there has been he has been to a um, to a left um, to a left back this season. Um, but it, he just suits the position perfectly. He's so explosive, so dynamic. He's got a. He's got a beautiful drive to him. It's a, it's a lovely weight of touch, um, but the ball doesn't slow him down when he's carrying it. You know, you see a lot of players now that 
You know, they, they when 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 they're dribbling the ball, that the ball can slow them down. They can be uncomfortable with it. Yeah. Um, and when they're driving, they sometimes have to. They get their weight of touch wrong. Um, he's him, just a fantastic you see him footballer. Bail has done, for example. So maybe he's, he'll do a few steps, but maybe he'll push further forward. So right now he's obviously competing and doing fantastically well at left back in a in a marauding role where he gets to bomb on forward quite a lot. Uh, could you see him pushing up and uh, and making a name for himself with a, a starting spot further up the field? Personally, no. I think he's, he's I think he's kind of done kind of done the opposite of what Bale's done. I think that he's. He's reverted back to left back because I think that his his skill set suits that perfectly. His explosiveness and his ability to drive um, suits players from deeper that start deeper. Um, his recovery runs are incredible, which is obviously needed for an for a team that's dominant as Bayern Munich that can sometimes leave men quite high and ahead of the ball. So you need your fullbacks to be able to get back in and recover. Um, but in terms of a forward player. Um, I don't think he quite has that um, assertiveness as a forward player. You know, you look at people forget that when Gareth Bale, even as a youngster, he had that, just that aura about him that when he was, you know, around the edge of the box or outside the box that there was a threat on goal. Um, there was a chance yeah. of scoring in a variety of ways. It was it was a composed assurance that when he when he reached certain zones um, that there was a good chance the ball was ending up in the back of the net. And not many players have that. Um, I don't quite get that vibe from Alfonso Davis. I think he's going to be a fantastic left back that, Again, attacks from deep, explodes, gets ahead of steam. Um, superb acceleration from a standing start. I mean, he reaches top speed so quickly with and without the ball. And, and I don't think he's a cute dribbler. I don't think he's a cute dribbler at all. I mean, to be fair, Bale wasn't a cute dribbler and he's still... Well, he never has been, but yeah, he's made, he's made a fantastic career for himself. But I, I get I get your point. The, the, the difference, I think, is that Bale's able to play left and right and cut in and shoot. Yeah, I don't see that from Davis at the moment. At the moment, yeah. but you know, maybe in a few years' time, he can adapt and have that role. Who knows? But I just think it's that at the moment, interesting to see, isn't it? Because it's yeah. um, such a comparison when you see these fantastic, powerful runners. Um, the obvious comparison to make is is to you know a player like Bale and to see what he did going further forward. But I, I take your point. That there isn't the same goal threat. Uh, there isn't the same. Um, uh, eye for goal, for example, or intent to hurt the opposition in that in that regard. But um, as a left back, I think he's, I mean, he's certainly um, holding that position at the moment quite strongly in his grasp. Hundred percent, hundred percent, huge, huge fan. Um, he's going to go very, very far. Um, there's arguments already from some people that he's. I think it's too soon to say this, but there's some arguments from people that he's arguably the best best left back in the world. I think that's too soon to say that, but, you know, I don't think it'll be very long before we can have that very real discussion. Um, yeah, way, way too soon, way too soon to say that. Um, I think that's maybe a little bit disrespectful to some players who've been, who've been there and done it for a long time. They might be coming down on the, on the other side of the hill, but they've actually, they've notched up the, uh, the achievements already. So he's a young player making it. Although I did see something, read something the other day. I can't remember where it was from, but they, they, there was an, there was, um, a list of the most valuable players in the world yeah. um, and I think he was listed in, in the top 10 and obviously it's wow. not just based on ability and potential it's based on a lot of things so marketability um, you know length of contract age um, as well as ability and potential and I think they had him in the, in the top 10 which doesn't mean that he's a top 10 footballer at the moment but it was, it was interesting to see nonetheless yeah good player good player um, on to midfield and for our defensive midfielder, we we both agreed that, well, Dennis Zakaria, um, Borussia Mönchengladbach, <laughs> you know, I'm just yep. going to say the name. I, I am a huge, huge fan of his, 23 years old, so he's just about young enough, just about. 
And as a number six uh, defensive midfielder, um, he kind of gives you most things that you're looking for. He's composed on the ball. He's very athletic, but he's also a very steady presence. He, he covers space well. He's adaptable, so he can also play as an eight. Um, and he's just a very secure player that, um, you know, can screen a back line. Uh, you see a lot of sixes nowadays, a lot of defensive midfielders that can be a, perhaps a bit erratic. Um, they can look to charge and, and press high up the pitch and perhaps leave the defence exposed. Zakari is very much a player in the mould that, you know, he, he's he's very good at screening, covering space, making sure the necessary gaps are filled. If he has to go and press, he's certainly capable of doing that. Um, and it's just a composure as well. He's not someone that's going to overdo it in terms of passes or, you know, dribbling. Um, he's, he's press resistant, but he's got a certain, like, deafness to his touch, a certain calmness, and and um, he, he's, he knows what he's good at. He's very good at retrieving the ball, um, using athleticism, his reading of the game, and then giving it to players that are perhaps more creative. Um, and for a defensive midfielder, he gives you what you want. I think he's a brilliant footballer, mate. I, I was uh, just surprised he's still so young, to be honest with you. He's another He's another in the mould of um, of tall, uh, leggy central midfielders as well. Six foot three, so he's not a... He's not a um, He's not a small lad, but the, the the thing that you pointed out, which I think is his his biggest attribute, is his athleticism. But it's not just the um, I mean, he gets around the pitch so much. He's often top of the um, top of the sprint stats and top of the distance covered stats. So he's a real workaholic as well. Um, I just describe him as a proper midfielder. So like you said, he can play six or eight. He can play a little bit deeper. He can play centre mid. He can drive with the ball and, and gallop. He can get forward. He's strong in the tackle. Um, he likes the tackle. Um, he's a really um, tactically astute player as well, who's who knows his role and knows his limitations, if you like. So uh, yes, he's not going to ghost in and score um, score goals from the edge of the box. That's not really his game, but just a a, a real um, strong midfield presence. Um, I think it's no surprise that you know his performances at the start of the season so much and Gladbach. Uh, leading the way in the Bundesliga, people seem to forget that now. <laughs> so they were, they were actually uh, leading the way for a little while. I think there were six or nine points. They had a little bit of a gap there for a while, but it was early in the season. Um, they they came out out of the box uh, absolutely flying, and Zakaria was a big part of that. So he was constantly um, topping the stats in terms of distance and um, his uh, his passing range as well is is fantastic. I think he stated Vieira as a little bit of a a role model or a player that he looks up to so um look he'll do some he'll do well to get to that kind of a level because that's you know that's a really really top player but he's not going to be far off i think he's a fantastic player um and i i really think um it won't be long i know much of gladback is a great team anyway but it won't be long before i think a bigger team comes in and uh and takes a chance i mean like certainly i could see him doing a job for a number of premier league teams um, who are cry, crying out for um, a steady hand in centre midfield, um, who can get up and down and, and do those, do those, uh, some of the maybe not the ugly side of the game, but some of the necessary things that maybe get overlooked sometimes. And that that for me is a major reason why I like him. So you see a lot of athletic defensive midfielders nowadays that are good on the ball, but they don't offer that sense of security. Um, you know, I'm a huge fan. He's a different kind of player. But I'm a huge fan, for example, of of Conrad Leimer at RB Leipzig, who's who's the best pressing midfielder for me in Europe. But if you're looking for a defensive midfielder, would you trust Lima to maybe be that sitting six? Um, is he going to be someone that can sort of be a bit more measured and, and, and just cover the spaces, 
Probably not. But if you look at Zakaria, do you trust him to be the one to go and press the ball as an eight and, and push high up the pitch and, and try to win the ball high up the pitch? Yes, he certainly can do that one, as you've already alluded to with his, his running stats and his athleticism. But I also trust him to be the one that can do a steady job and just screen and cover the back line and cover spaces and, and make sure there's no gaps that need to be, there's no open gaps that need to be filled. Um, very smart footballer. What you want from a defensive midfielder um, does his job and again, a huge, huge fan. Um, moving on to um, the two players slightly ahead of, of um, Zakaria and the first one is another one from RB Leipzig so we can't use any more RB Leipzig players but this one is Christopher Nkuku 22 years old and there was a, we could have also gone for maybe Tyler Adams um, but we wanted to go for the more creative and attacking option um, and yeah Christopher Nkuku is certainly <laughs> certainly that um, another PSG youth prospect that is left the club, left the French champions to go on and do fantastic things early on in his career. Um, a superb play. He's, he's 22 years old. Um, and this season, he's, he's made 20 Bundesliga starts and 13 assists and five goals. Um, for a 22-year-old that's gone to a new league and, and joined a team that's you know near the top of the table, those are those are pretty good stats, aren't they? I mean, 13 assists in, in 20 starts and five goals. That's almost a goal output a game, which is pretty good for a midfielder. I think it's incredible, man. I think he's actually up to, I mean, I think in all competitions, he stands at about 15 assists. It's just, it's utterly ridiculous. They're calling him the assist king. Um, You know, there's many more experienced players who haven't put up numbers like that. So to be getting those kind of numbers, um, you know, again, just as we were talking about Zakaria being a big reason for Mönchengladbach being so high up the league this season and having a push for the title early on. Uh, the reason Leipzig are doing so well and in the top three is uh, in large part down to down to this young man because yes they've got a star striker in Timo Werner they've got a great centre back in um, Upa Makano and other good players around there too but in terms of a creative talent um, in centre midfield or, or coming from midfield uh, adding goals and assists I mean Nkuku's just been absolutely ripping it up this season really really good player I like his style as well he's not completely um, you can see you can see he's still raw you can see there's still uh, room for improvement. His touch isn't always uh, as clean as it could be. He's not um, he's not always the silkiest or the easiest on the eye, uh, but he's got some confidence. <laughs> so you can see him with the ball. He's, he's completely confident in what he's doing. Um, he likes a shot from range as well, which is a great thing uh, for a centre midfielder. So I, I think he's, he's an easy pick for this team. Yeah, he's, he's also... Again, I've spoken about it recently. For me, the Red Bull clubs, um, they've got the best recruitment policy in the whole of Europe in terms of how they scout and recruit. Um, and he's just another player that just fits the profile of what Leipzig are looking for superbly. Um, he's adaptable, again, to different systems. He can come in off the left. He's He, he can play as a 10. Um, what I like about him is his intelligence and appreciation of space and timing. So he's very, very good at timing runs just into pockets of space. He can play behind the ball and pick out passes. He can play ahead of the ball. Um, we saw that with his recent goal, which we spoke about on a recent podcast, where he was ahead of the ball and and picked it up and went through on goal. Um, not, I think that's I think that's a trait. I just want to talk about that. Actually, that's a trait that I don't think gets spoken about enough for midfielders that can do that. You know, you get a lot of midfielders that generally they can either play behind the ball where the game is all in front of them, or they can play ahead of the ball. Um, not many players in the world can do both. And he yeah. is someone that can do that. Um, yeah, he's, he's a player that would um, 
there would just be a dream for most sides and um he's another one of those players harry we were talking about this earlier about these these players with undefined roles so he started life as a winger he's now come inside more often so he plays more centrally uh but you could see him adapting again and doing a job out wide either on the left or the right so he's a player that you can't really pin down and say oh he's gonna play he's gonna play in this set position in the same way that you can with zakaria for example so zakaria you can probably pigeonhole into a certain position uh and kunku's got a bit more of that freedom about him um so and that that seems to be a modern trend you know of, of certainly amongst attacking players there's no defined position for a number 10 or a, or a wide forward he's, he's he's kind of halfway in between the two um but i just love his impact the impact that he makes a really good dribbler um he's a strong dribbler as well so he's not easily knocked off the ball uh he's he likes you know he's, he's sniffing around for goals as well he pops up at the back post a lot which is a big criticism of mine for young players uh, especially young attacking players they often don't follow through uh follow through attacks you know and hit the back post when um, the opposition winger is crossing or whatever and you miss out on easy goals that way but he pops up a lot um in those positions um really really confident and composed around the goal um when it's crunch time, either with assists, well, certainly with assists, uh, or with contributing with goals as well. And he's just, yeah, he's a fantastic player to watch. And a good thing about him is he's exciting. He's exciting to watch. So you don't know, he's got that air of unpredictability about him as well. So you're not sure what you're going to get. It might not always be the most polished of performances, but you know you're going to get something. Well, I think if we, we've spoken recently about how, you know, the trend of the Bundesliga sides this season is they're so open. They don't always pressure the ball in danger areas. So if you've got someone like, and they're very vertical, so if you've got someone like Nkuku that has good appreciation of timing and space, can go into and play into those pockets of space and, and uh, in, a, in attacking positions, and then you've got someone like Timo Werner running ahead of him, Sabitza running ahead of him, then it's probably no surprise that he's got the assist record he has, has is it, you know, in, in that kind of league, in that kind of team and, and with that kind of talent. So um, no, a great player. Um, that's certainly suited to the league and um, RB Leipzig. For our other central midfielder, and again, well, I think I want to preface this one with, we gave the formation 4-3-3 and we're giving the the positions of, you know, centre mid, defensive mid, etc. Um, I want to put out there that I, I personally believe that, you know, formations is just a word and players aren't defined by positions. Um, I don't know if you agree, Richard. It's, it's a topic that I think has to be spoken about a lot more broadly on another on another podcast, but um, the reason why I'm prefacing yeah the reason why I'm prefacing this one with that is um, the other centre midfield option we've we've picked isn't a centre midfielder per se, but we've obviously got to get him in there, and that is Kai Havertz by Leverkusen. Um, I mean, what more can you say about him that hasn't already been said? He's just a phenomenal phenomenal talent, only 20 years old. He's the second by Leverkusen player, but obviously that we've picked. But obviously he was someone that was always going to be in it, um, and just an outstanding, outstanding footballer. Um, I know, obviously, like myself, you're a huge fan of his, Richard. Uh mate, I think he was he was one of the best uh, midfielders in Europe a year ago, <laughs> and he's and he's only got better. So um, yeah, he's he's an absolutely ridiculous talent, mate. I mean, he's being linked now with big moves to the Premier League, and you know, is obviously coming soon. Or, or to a, a other big clubs across Europe, of course. But uh, no, I'm, I'm a huge fan of his. Going back to what you're saying about um, positions and roles and formations and everything, I agree with what you're saying. Obviously, we need structure on the field. I think formations still have a place, broadly speaking. 
but a lot of it does come down to then the personnel. I mean, yeah, I meant, I meant more broadly that you know, let's say for example, we could pick a four-three-three, and you pick, you know, let's say let's say Kante was a defensive midfielder, uh, who's a yeah. six, who's never played really a six in his life. But let's say a, a team decided to pick Kante as the number six. That's going to be very, a very different kind of four-three-three. So if you pick Sergio Busquets, that was more my kind of. Uh, Meaning, as you said, it's, it's it's about how the players fill out the roles on a pitch, and it's the interpretation, and then it's the it's the style of the team, it's the it's the tactics that you employ. But obviously, we need formations in in a sense to to gain a, an understanding of of, of uh, you know where where players are going to play. But yeah, Havertz is a, a phenomenon in that in that regard, or another one, let's say, in the mold of uh, let's say Thomas Muller, I would say, okay, or, um, or uh, Deli Ali. Where they don't have um, they don't have a defined uh, position on the field, you know, it's not like you know, oh, he plays here, um, you know, he's gonna be he's floating around Havertz between he could play out wide, he could play as a ten, he could play center forward. Um, I mean, I think he's a complete footballer, mate. I think he's just a really really special talent. Um, he could play for any team in the world. His goals, assists, he's a talisman. Um, which is a, a rare thing in, in someone so young as well. So he's not just, he's not just, um, if I look at, uh, if we say about another fantastic young player, let's say um, Jaden Sancho, for example. Um, I think Jaden Sancho is a terrific player. He's a really, he's a brilliant talent. He's going to go from strength to strength. Or Raheem Sterling, when Raheem Sterling was as, as young as uh, Kai Havertz is now. Uh, they're not the talisman of the team. This is not the, the, these are fantastic talents at Sterling at Liverpool and then going on to Manchester City. He's not the talisman of that team. He's a fan, he's a phenomenal talent. Um, but being the talisman, being the man uh, that leads the team, being the man that makes the difference and that lifts all of the other players when you're playing, you know, it makes it, it makes a huge difference if Havertz is playing or not um, to the, to the Leverkusen side. So I think he's already at a young age. I think he's the leader and the talisman and the main guy at uh, at Leverkusen. And I think same way in the same way as like Hazard was at Chelsea. Um, no Hazard, no party was the uh, was the um, the saying, you know. So I think uh, I, I think that'll be the same if he if he does go to a big um, a big English club, maybe maybe outside of one or two. For example, if he goes to Chelsea. I think he's already he'd be the best player there. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's there's not many players that come around and that if he's available, it doesn't matter whether you're covered in that position or area, you get him anyway. And he's yeah. certainly one of them. He's one of those players that if he becomes available, every single top club in Europe should be all over him. I think he's that good. I think the word yeah, generational. He's, he's better than what you've got. <laughs> I, I think, yeah, I think I think the word generational gets thrown about too much. I'd define generational as maybe a type of talent that comes around maybe once every 10 years if you're lucky. But you know what? I, I'm, I'm very tempted to say that Kai Havertz is generational. Um, you know, we spoke earlier about, you know, as you said earlier about the, he, he, he's adaptable to different roles. I mean, if you do want to put him down to positions, just this season in the Bundesliga, he's played six different positions. You know, he's played as an attacking midfielder. He's played as, you know, the forward, the furthest man forward in the force nine. He's played coming in from the right. He's played as a centre midfielder. He's played more as a deeper right midfielder. And he's just got everything to his game and there's not a style of team that he can't adapt to. So if you are a team that prefers to recycle the ball and keep the ball for a certain amount of time high up the pitch in the final third, he's got fantastic passing and technical abilities and creativity and and superb timing and understanding of spaces. 
He's one of those players that when the ball goes to him, you just know that he knows what to do with the ball. He knows the right decision to make and he's got the technical proficiencies to, to um, or sorry, he's got the technical qualities to um, to um, to do it, to, to do that move and to do that um, passage of play. But then if you also want to be a team that's looking to play more direct and looking to get in behind, he's got the athleticism and uh, and the verticality to, to go and do that. He can play, like I said earlier, ahead of the ball, behind the ball. He's a goal scorer. He can create. He's... He can play first-time layoffs. He can combine and link up. He can be the man that gets into the edge of the box and and produces outside the box. He's just he's a threat in the air as well. I just uh, he's a superb, superb player. And again, like we said, every top club in Europe. I mean, I if I'm a top club in Europe, it's difficult to say with the coronavirus. But if I had the finances, I would have zero problems paying at least eighty million pounds for him and over. If I had the finances, he's that kind of level of footballer. Well, it's talking about Sancho being, you know, Dortmund demanding 100 plus, 115 was the latest figure I heard for Sancho. Um, yeah, so Kai Havertz has to be in that same, uh, in the same region. If, if that's the going price, if that's the market rate, because he's no worse a player, um, I'd argue he's slightly more developed or he has slightly more to his game. Um, he's only getting better in terms of his goal output as well. So he's going to get better season on season, I think. He seems to be a level-headed player as well. Uh, that can take the pressure. He's played in big games and, and performed well in big games. Um, and I think he's just... Uh, yeah. Just this doesn't get spoken about enough. Having players that can actually play consistently, mentally and physically, game after game after game, um, it doesn't get spoken about enough, the importance of players that can do that. And and I think when Havertz came back, he, he'd played... He played and started in all of Dortmund's first four games and it was only a matter of time before his body broke down because obviously the, the length of time they had off. But um, having a player that's as talented as he is but can also mentally and physically cope with playing game after game after game and be relied upon, it's such an important thing, isn't it? Oh yeah, huge, mate. Um, consistency in the game is a massive is a massive plus, massive attribute. You don't normally get it with young players or, or you don't normally expect it with young players, but Kai Havertz is... Is, uh, is a dream for any football manager, mate. So he's 100% in our team. 100%, 100%. And on to the forward line. Um, let's start with our right forwards or right winger. And um, I originally picked Marcus Turam. I'm actually not... I do like Marcus Turam. I'm not his biggest fan. Um, I think he's a bit heavy set and that can affect his, uh, his ability on the ball and his technical ability. But he's obviously a very, very good player. But... Um, I did pick him because I was thinking, who else could I pick? And, and you reminded me, Rich, about 10 minutes before we recorded that I couldn't <laughs> believe it, that Kingsley Coman is still 23. I mean, it seems yeah, like yeah. he's been around for ages. And that's why and that's why he's got to go in. Because yeah, he, not only, I think he's I think he's 24 in like three days time. Or something nah, well, like it's that. fine, it's fine. <laughs> so, We've just about made it. Yeah, he's just made it. But also, when you, when you like we both assumed that he was older, older than that, we both assumed that because he's been so successful for so long. So just on that alone, it tells you how well uh, he's done and what kind of a level he's performing at. I mean, his his his, his honours that he's picked up already, his his trophy list, his trophy cabinet is ridiculous already. I think if they win the league this year, it'll be his fifth, fourth or fifth Bundesliga that he's picked up. But I was going to ask, say, hasn't he hasn't he actually won the league in every single professional? season he's played because he obviously was at PSG Juventus and now Bayern Munich hasn't he hasn't he won the league in every single 
um, first team season he's played. I think I think there's like some ridiculous well, well, stat where he's done. Yeah, that. I mean, if you will, if you will join, if you will join every team that wins. <laughs> <this guy. laughs> I mean, if what he should do next, ideally, is join Celtic, and then, <laughs> and then he might be able to go his entire career. <laughs> um, yeah, I think it is. It's a bit of an anomaly, obviously, but um, even if he was, even without that, I think he gets in. I mean, he's a fantastic player. Um, I think it was only a few seasons ago he was the top assists uh, goal creator in in the Champions League one season. That might have been two years ago, maybe even three years ago. Um, I think he's a terrific player. The only downside, the only thing that I I have a question mark over, and it's such a, I don't know. It's, it's hard to criticise when a player is still so young, they're 23 years old and they've achieved so much in the game, is um, uh, has he has he kicked on in the last uh, one, one or two seasons? Because he, he came on so quickly. And maybe that's a bit unfair because he came along so quickly and he was such a bright talent from such a young age. Um, it would be a bit like criticising... Uh, you know, I mean, it's a bit like the criticism that Deli Ali gets now, or it's a bit like, you know, we, we um, sometimes we were talking about Upa Makano, the centre back, and saying, oh, you know, is he overrated? And it's like, yeah, but you forget he's 21 years old. <laughs> so it's really, it's really difficult, isn't it? Like, but that also says something of what a fantastic talent he is. That he's still, he's still playing regularly. He's still getting in the first team at uh, at Bayern Munich, or by far and away the best team in the league, and uh, one of the top teams in Europe. So he's there on merit. Uh, he's a terrific performer at the very, very highest level of the game. And we're questioning whether he's kicked on in the last season or so. So it, it tells you what an amazing player he, he's already become. I mean, for me, assisting Kingsley Coman, um, I think he's arguably, I mean, thinking of like wingers, pure wingers, I think he's arguably, there's an argument to say he's the best 1v1 player in, in, the, wing, in the world in terms of a pure winger. Um, He's phenomenal. He's, he's so sharp and agile off the ball and on the ball. Um, his balance is incredible. He can he can turn you inside and out. Um, so difficult to stop. The thing that I don't know if he'll ever have is like we spoke about earlier with Bale and perhaps what Alfonso Davis doesn't have. Um, the best wide forwards. Well, the best wide forwards they 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 tend to master a certain type of goal. So if you look at Iron Robin, he mastered that type of goal where you cut in and bend it into the top corner. Um, Messi has mastered a ton of different kinds of goals. Um, Gareth Bale has mastered a ton of different type of goals. Um, it's when they hit those sorts of areas, it's like, okay, I'm going to take the ball now. I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be assertive. I'm going to go at you and I know I'm going to get to this kind of area and I've got the aura, confidence and composure to produce a goal again and again and again. I know what's going to happen. You know what's going to happen and you're not going to stop me. I don't think he's mastered that. I don't know if he'll ever master that. Not many players do. And that is, for me, what will stop him reaching the upper echelons of one of the best, best players in the world because he's a phenomenal footballer, but I don't see him being that regular goal scorer that gets the ball, almost like a, a bulldog, just says, I'm going to take charge now. I'm going to be assertive. I'm going to get towards those areas in and outside the box. And I trust myself and you guys trust me that I'm going to put the ball in the back of the net Again and again and again, you guys know what's going to happen, but you're not going to be able to stop it. Um, again, the best wide forwards have mastered that. I don't think he ever quite has that, you know, that that sense of power and um, confidence in his own goal-scoring ability to do that. And I think that is what will stop him from going on to be one of the best wide forwards in the world. And I think that's why actually Bayern Munich signed Serge Gnabry because.
because you do trust him to be that goal threat. And that's why I think they're going to sign Leroy Sane because Leroy Sane also has that kind of aura and ability and assertiveness about him. And I think that next season, Leroy Sane will probably take Kingsley Coman's place in the starting eleven. Um, not because Kingsley Coman isn't a fantastic player, but I just think if you're a club like Bayern Munich and you're at a, looking for a wide forward, your wide forwards need to have that kind of ability um, if they're going to be a mainstay in your team. Um, you know, if you look at Liverpool, Mo Salah and Sadio Mane, they have that. If you look at Real Madrid, Real Ronaldo and Bale, they had that. You look at Barcelona, Villa and Messi, and then Neymar and Messi, they had that. The best clubs have two wide forwards that have that trait, that have that attributes that you can rely on for goal after goal after goal and output after output. And I just think that he's phenomenal at 1v1s. He's phenomenal work creating separation. I don't think he's world-class at exploiting the space that he creates. So there you go, Kingsley, if you're listening, mate. Uh, you might have won the league title every year you've been a pro, but Harry says you need to score more goals. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know. Well, to be fair, we are coaches, Kingsley. We do work with some of the best players in the world, myself and Richard. So if you want sessions, mate, I'm more than, we're more than willing to have a chat. Um, we'll do you a good deal. We'll do you a good deal. I, I, I take your point. I agree, mate. I think, um, yeah, that, that's the only thing stopping him from reaching the absolute, like the, you know, the, the really, really, really top level of players that's a, a special talents but I mean like I think he's he's cruising into our first 11 anyway one player that does have that aura inside the box not outside the box but inside the box is another obvious pick um, and it is of course the English boy wonder Jaden Sancho um, it feels again another one like he's been around for years um, but he's only uh, 20 years old Again, I personally think um, from, you know, speaking to different people in the game um, and, you know, with what he's doing, I think he'll end up back in England this summer. I really, really do. Um, another talent that um, if he's available, you don't want to miss out on and you um, certainly pay the big bucks for. I mean, his record this year is just sublime. Um, he's got 17 goals and 16 assists in the Bundesliga alone. I mean, he's... Very, he could well. I mean, or oh, it's maybe a bit of a stretch, but he could possibly hit 2020. Um, 20 goals, 20 assists in the Bundesliga for a 20 year old, and for a player that doesn't really score that kind of goal that I spoke about earlier. You know, the one that's going to crash the wall into the top corner from the outside of the box, um, that kind of devastating, kind of explosive long range finish. He doesn't really have that in his locker, so for him to produce those numbers without necessarily the power to go and you know, just do that, I think is, it just shows how, how technical he is, how smart he is, and just how good of a footballer this guy is. Oh, I mean, yeah, in terms of output, like you're saying, uh, just ridiculous. Those numbers speak for themselves. Was it 16 and 17, 16 goals, 17 assists, or 17 goals, 16 assists? It's utterly ridiculous. I, I, I don't see... I don't see how he wouldn't get to 20 and 20, to be honest with you. Yeah, just just only purely if he's going to run out of games. Yeah, but if he plays, you know, I mean, the way that he's going, I think he scored a hat-trick the other week, uh, followed up with a quiet game after that. But um, I do remember a few years back, I think it was, uh, I think I'm right in saying it was Thierry Henry um, who managed it uh, in the Premier League, uh, a season of getting 20 goals and 20 assists. Um that's the only one that springs to mind for me. I'm not sure if it's ever been done in Germany. I think Henri is the only one to have ever done that in the Premier League. I might be wrong there, but I think he's the only one to do the 2020 in the Premier League. 
Yeah, that's the one that springs to mind. That's the one that comes to mind that I remember, uh, which is ridiculous, really. Um, it's a bit of a strange one. Um, I think stats now are, are a li not that I'm knocking Sancho, but stats are a little bit false in the sense of um, goal scoring records are being broken left, right, and center. And I don't necessarily think that that's because strikers are getting better. Um, I think that's because defenders are getting, or good defenders are getting more sparse. Um, so, yeah, but the numbers that he's putting up for a young guy, you know, he's only really come onto the scene in, in the last two seasons. Uh, utterly ridiculous. I agree with you. I think he'll be in England next season. It's his composure around the penalty box that stands out. Um, I love his I love his style. Uh, um, a lot of wingers uh, are very direct and, and just, you know, go for the throat and they're, they're running with pace and intensity and directness. Um, he's got a little bit more guile. He likes to stand a player up. He likes to... He has a little bit of a Neymar about him where he's happy for the other, you know, he's happy for the defender to catch him up and then beat him again. And because um, uh, he knows where his out ball is, he knows where his final pass is, he knows where his out ball is, he knows where his exit is. He's confident that he's going to be able to twist and turn and make that exit and create that separation. And then at the moment of truth, when it comes to the time for the passes, his weight of pass and his choice of pass is normally exceptional. And that, that shows in how many assists that he's got. And like we were saying earlier, um, He's not afraid to uh, to attack the back post and get those get those easy goals, those six yard goals, you know, um, which which helps. But yeah, I think he's like easy pick. Like I said, there's a few on this list which have been you know we've argued back and forth about. Upamakama um, was the big one for me. Obviously, Kingsley Coman only just made it because of his age. But there's some really easy picks. Sancho's an easy pick. Havertz is an easy pick. Um, I think Tapsoba is an easy pick. But uh, Davis is an easy pick. But Sancho, I mean, like. You know, I don't think anyone would um, would not have him in their team at the moment. Yeah, and, and he's a dream as a forward player for most, well, for all all top sides that look to dominate the ball. Again, I think it's a, a trait that doesn't get spoken about enough. Um, Sancho's ability to keep the ball in the final third. You know, when you said earlier about wingers are explosive and and look to hit the hit, hit you know spaces early. Um, often that can mean you know obviously it's exciting and dynamic, but that can mean the ball comes back quite often. When Sancho has the ball in the final third, um, it tends to stay there for a bit of a while, doesn't it? And it's so important for big sides to be able to keep the ball in the final third for a certain period of time. Um, or for a lot of sides, it is anyway. You know, um, a lot of teams look to keep the ball in the final third. A lot of big teams. Um, and he can certainly do that one. Um, he can combine the link up. Um, he's a fantastic finisher. I don't think he's amazing at striking. He's not an amazing ball striker. I don't... He's not someone that's going to regularly, you know, receive the ball from the outside of the box and and crash it into the top corner um, from a distance. I don't think he's got that to his game yet, but um, a fantastic finisher, so composed, um, and a very, very clever footballer. He can play off the left, he can play on the right, um, and yeah, a superb player that um, obviously fully deserves to be in this team. Yep, which leads us on to our final pick, Harry. So if you can do the honours to, to complete our eleven. Yeah, again, I don't think it's going to be a surprise to anyone. It is, of course, the second Borussia Dortmund player, Erling Braut Haaland, only 19 years old. Um, <laughs> I'm just looking at his stats this year. So if you take every competition into account, including the Under-20 World Championships, which is a little bit unfair considering how many goals he scored in a certain game. I'm not going to say what that is. I'm going to trust you guys to go and Google it because it's a little bit ridiculous. But um, if you take every single competition he's played in this season, he's um, made 39 appearances and scored 50 goals. 
which for a 19-year-old isn't too shabby, isn't too shabby. Since he joined uh, Borussia Dortmund in uh, the January window, he's um, he scored 10 goals in eight Bundesliga starts. Um, yeah, he's he's ridiculous how good this kid is. He's um, He's got the confidence. He's got the mentality. You can see that. He's so powerful, so quick. He can score. He's got superb movement in the box, but he's also a huge threat from outside the box. He's got the athleticism. He can um, play with his back to goal. He can play facing goal. Um, he can hold it up. He's just, uh, he's a real talent, isn't he? Yeah, ridiculous player, mate. I mean, the numbers the numbers don't lie. Um, I don't think anyone's surprised about this pick. Uh, just unbelievable. What, what more do you want? He's a complete striker. Uh, it's a little bit like, um, I don't know, when you see young players, we were talking about it earlier with Tapsoba, the centre-back, when young players burst onto the scene and you just know straight away, yep, this one's the real deal. Um, you know, he was he was uh, scoring at a pretty hefty rate for uh, Salzburg before um, and then obviously his, um, his exploits in the Champions League brought him to a bit more of a wider audience and then it was only a matter of time he was going to go into a bigger club. It was a little question mark, you know, how's he going to do, how's he going to do, but I think Dortmund was such a brilliant choice of club absolutely brilliant um you know he could have gone anywhere i remember he, he scored a couple of goals against liverpool i think in the champions league and he was really um his performances in the group stages were incredible so he really had the pick of the teams in europe but going to dortmund is it's a master stroke it's the best team you can go for in europe in terms of youth development i think um that gives gives young players a chance we've spoken about the league so i think it's the best team in the best league for young players and Haaland is pretty much at the top of the tree when it comes to um, exciting young talents, probably alongside uh, Havertz and Sancho from this team. Um, yeah, in, aside from just goal output, he's a proper player. He makes intelligent runs. Um, uh, he's a competitive player. He's strong. He's quick. Um, he's got. He's actually got very good feet, which um, doesn't perhaps get stated enough. Um, I think he's an intelligent striker with his play. Um, I think he can play all sorts of different ways as a striker. He play like an old-fashioned striker. Um, he's really good in the box. He's a smart finisher. Good in the ears, you know. Certain parts, sometimes when he plays, he reminds me of Alan Shearer in a sense. Yeah, of, um, okay, yeah, yeah. that kind of power and goal scoring yeah, ability. Yeah, and he's going. He's happy to bully centre halves. He's happy to work a centre half over. Uh, reminds me of other players as well. He goes one-on-one. -on -one. When he's one-on-one -on -one with a goalkeeper, he's a lot of composure around the box and he's supremely confident as well. One thing I'd like to see from him that um, we're yet to sort of see and it, that test will come as teams target him even more and and become, you know, perhaps deeper and more defensively solid and block the spaces that one thing that I think from Haaland that we've seen so far is, is that he's quite one-paced and that everything at the moment is very much 100 miles an hour, um, crash, bang, competitive, go, 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 go. I'd also like to see him, can he also be the player that can perhaps be a bit more measured? Can he slow the game down a little bit and and take his time a bit at times? You know, if there's maybe not space, can he be patient? Can he just sort of wait for his moment as well um, rather than being someone that's constantly going, go, go, go? Um, yeah, but I think, I think for a young player, especially in forward positions, I think... It, like, if you remember when Rooney burst onto the scene, they were saying about tempering, you know, you probably don't remember when Rooney burst onto the scene. No, I do, I do, funny enough. I know I'm, I know um, I'm uh, a lot younger than you, but I do remember <laughs> it, believe it or not. Uh, yeah, so uh, when he first burst onto the scene, there was, there was talk after a little while about, oh, how can we, how can we temper his, um, 
sort of flare-ups and things like that and you know is he going to pay for it later on in his career because he's crash bang wallop and he's here and he's all over the pitch he's 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 running back 60 yards to regain possession and he's trying to start attacks all of this nonsense and I think yeah but you're taken away from the player the player's aggressive the player's naturally forward thinking the player wants to attack oh of course and to have yeah. that to, to have that intent and that threat on the goal like we, we were talking about Davis earlier he just doesn't have that he just doesn't have that intent around the goal Kingsley Coleman right it, it, you know he obviously doesn't have that intent that that certain level of aggression around the goal Haaland's a born goal scorer um, so every time he gets the ball he's going forwards he's going the most direct route towards goal and a lot of the time it works <laughs> <laughs> Indeed, I'm more mean that I don't want to leave him to lose that um, style to his game. Of course not. That's what partly makes him so um, such a talent and uh, such a threat. But I'm more mean that let's say, for example, you know, you Dortmund draw Atletico Madrid away in the Champions League tie, where all of a sudden the the whole team is ten yards deeper. There's no space in and around the box, and you can't always go driving into the space and being direct straight away. Can he also be the one that okay? My time isn't now, but I can just keep the ball going. I can keep the rhythm of the team going. I can be the, the focal point and just combine a nice tempo. And then when the space is there, bang, can I be the one to find the back of the net? So I just think he also has to prove that he can play at that tempo as well because the better he gets, the the, the, the better team he joins because he will leave Dortmund. You know, So he's going to end up coming up against more and more defences that are you know, 10 yards deeper, do block spaces, um, can he also be the one that can play at that kind of tempo and and um, just keep the game ticking over in the final third? But um, no, a, a phenomenal footballer. And um, I'm quite pleased with our team, aren't you, Rich? I'm very pleased with it, mate. If you want to go through it from 1 to 11, just to remind everybody. Yeah, we'll just go through it one more time. So we did go for a 4-3-3 formation um, in goal. We went for Schalke's Alexander Nubel, 23 years old. Well, Bayern Munich, but he's um, technically still on loan at Schalke. At right back, RB Leipzig's Nordi Michaeli, uh, 22 years old. A centre-back partnership, Bayer Leverkusen's Edmund Tapsoba, 21. Frankfurt's Evan Ndika, 20. At left back, Bayern Munich's um, rapid fullback Alfonso Davis, 19. Um, in the midfield, defensive midfielder, Borussia Mönchengladbach, um, Dennis Sicaria, 23 years old. Uh, centre mids RB Leipzig Christopher Nkuku 22 the creative talent um, at the other centre mids um, or slightly ahead of the play uh, Bayer Leverkusen Kai Havertz 20 years old the phenomenon um, at right wing Bayern Munich the 1v1 specialist Kingsley Coman 23 so he just about makes it on the left we went for uh, Borussia Dortmund's Jaden Sancho um, 20 years old and of course up front the striker um, Borussia Dortmund's uh, goal getter, gunman, Erling Braut Haaland at 19 years old. Um, a few honourable mentions for players that we missed out, of course. Richard, I know that you were keen for Upamecano, for Leipzig. Um, yeah, there's a few others. Bre other names. Bolo, I think he's a terrific player. Breelan Bolo, yep. Fantastic forwards. Marcus Turin, we already alluded to. Another superb player. And there's many, many more. Tyler Adams, RB Leipzig. Um, Weston McKenney from Schalke. Leon Bailey, of course. Um... Other Bayer Leverkusen players, Paulinho is, is a shout as well. He's a superb player. So no, we, we fully appreciate that we've... Um, it was a hard job trying to pick this team, but overall, with the stipulation that they have to be under 23 and a maximum of two players um, from one single club, I'm pretty happy with our team. I think this would compete against anybody, mate. Uh, with Havertz, Sancho, Haaland and Cuckoo and uh, Afonso Davis in there, mate. 
I think um, you won't be short of goals either. So um, Yeah, and there's a lot of variety to it as well, which I like. Yeah, a lot of variety, a lot of ways to score. Um, I think we're quite solid as well. Maybe um, the midfield would be, you know, Dennis Sakari has a bit of work to do um, with uh, his, his two central midfield partners in Nkuku and Havertz. Might be left a bit exposed, but hey, it's all good fun. Um, what do you guys think? Do you agree with our team? What would you do differently? Um, of course, send us in your suggestions. Um, we are going to try and stick to the 4-3-3 um, just because we want to keep it a stand formation. So if you can send us your suggestions, um, who you would pick, would you make any changes? Would you go for Upamecano and take out another Leipzig player? Would you go for Weston McKennie? Would you go for Marcus Turam? What would you do with the team? Send in your suggestions. Um, that wraps up this week's uh, Coaches View podcast. All that's left to say is thanks to Richard. Thanks, mate. Thanks to you guys, the listeners. Hopefully you enjoyed it. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about the Premier League because it returns. Until then, stay safe and speak soon.